This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. What's going on? What's going on? Thank you so much to Champlain Auto Services for powering our 8 o'clock news brief. They're on the Eastern Main Road. You're stuck in traffic. Let me just check that. Yep, you're stuck in traffic. You need to get somewhere repaired in a vehicle. Yep, yep, yep. You can pop right in. You can pop right in to Champlain Auto Services, all right? Anything with your vehicle? Anything. All right, lots of accessories as well. So check out Champlain Auto Services. Give them a call at 662-6545. Or you can like them on social or follow them on social when you log on this morning. All right, so thank you so much, Champlain Auto Services. All right. Um, uh, I have to turn my head. All right, so we do have Minister Faris Alwari on. He's a bit sideways with us this morning. He's on the wall, standing on the wall. I don't know how he's doing that. Oh, he's adjusting it. Just swing it one side there, Mr. Alwari. Just swing it just sideways. Not here, near Paul. Sorry. Hang on a sec. Yep, there you go. You're going good, going good, going good. Get in there. Hang on a second, guys. Hang, hang, hang on. on. Yo, nice ceiling there, man. Whoa. You, you love it, sir? I like, yeah, the, yeah. I like, the, I like the light. Oh, there we go. You're all right, sir. Everything is fixed. I was going to play dancing on the ceiling, my Lionel Richie, but I don't have to play that anymore. Yeah, man. Play it, play it. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Um, a bit of a juggle this morning, but pleased to be with you all. Uh, good morning to Trinidad and Tobago. Good morning to uh, the vibrancy of this particular crew. Mm-hmm. Great to be with you. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, morning, Minister. How are you, sir? Paul Richards, my dear friend. How are you? I'm good. Long time no see in person. Good to, <laughs> good, good to see. I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing you on Wednesday. Yes. And then the following Tuesday, I understand. And then the following Tuesday, yes. Well, congratulations on your new position. You've hit the, run, the ground running. running. Thank you very much. It is, well, you know that system reform and system operationalization is what this is about. Um, if I could respectfully say, I think that local government has been spoken about for as long as criminal justice reform has and process reform is common to both. So it's about daring to have a better dream for Trinidad and Tobago and about operationalizing this much talked about thing, local government reform. And that includes getting physically onto the ground and surveying exactly what we are and what we have. Otherwise we can't perform the job. Now I find it, you know, not coincidental, but interesting that your your appointment really coincides with the report. Is it still in the House? I don't know. I, I knew there were two sessions. Has it been approved and uh, in the House completely? We have one more day on that bill to go, and then um, I'll pilot it in the Senate um, where you sit. And you have to remember, Paul. I mean, you're you're an expert to this by now. We can pass as many laws as we want. 
are we operationalizing the law? And that's what my job is. My job is as an operational transformation agent. And local government, I've just gone from a $250 million ministry to a $2.4 billion ministry. I've gone from 2,000 odd employees, 1,980 employees to be precise, to 30,000. But people don't understand or feel the impact of local government, largely because we don't know what it is. What we know is what is working. So mapping out as we begin this weekend in a cleanup and survey campaign, it's not just picking up very importantly, and I'm making a call now to everybody in Diego Martin Regional Corporation. It's not about picking up alone our white waste and our services and tree cuttings. It's about surveying the state and condition because local government has 80% of the road network. So embankments, slopes, drainage, road condition, they affect the very wear and tear of our lives as we drive and dance through potholes. Um, making sure that our markets function in beautiful spaces, making sure that our play parks are actually owned by the corporation. Because, Paul, you may not know this, but 22 years have passed since we had the last vesting of assets in the corporations. A corporation can't manage something that it doesn't have in law. And therefore, getting the systems that work in preparation for local government turn on the switch reform, this is what this is about. So powered by local government, for local government, first and major call while I have your attention and our listening and viewing public, please, Dago Martin, Saturday and Sunday, this weekend coming, please be ready to do your part, which is to just bring whatever you have out curbside as we arrive at your homes and engage in a national cleanup campaign and survey campaign while we're there, we'll be checking the state and condition of a number of things. You'll be very pleased to know that we have identified uh, an app that we built already where it's, you will just literally be able to tag your services. Um, you'll be able to send us a pin location, send us the thing that requires repair, be it a leak, be it cleanup, be it delivery of services, so that we can actually get this thing moving. The month of May, we'll be beta testing all of those things. And then we turn the system on live. Um, there are massive opportunities out there. We're talking multi-million dollar businesses. What do I mean? Recycling. As we get into the state and condition of where plastic exists, turning it on at the same time with the beverage recycling, bottle container recycling aspects, tire recycling, who moves that waste becomes an industry. Who moves glass? Who moves plastic? Who moves electronics? That becomes an industry in and of itself. And there's a lot of room for local participation, smaller enterprises. So it's, it's a very exciting time from my perspective. Um, it's something that requires a lot of systemic approach. And we're looking forward to this job. I, I promise you that I'm going to spend most of the time on this interview on the cleanup campaign. <laughs> but, I mean, you touched on some points there that are very material in this, in your operationalization or transformation of local government. You would have uh, been part and parcel as then AG on the pretty ambitious local government reform bill, which is now the subject of the report before the lower house, uh, soon to come to the, the Senate. And the importance of that 
And I always, I always found quite frankly, it was very ambitious, given, but it, it encompassed a lot of the challenges that we faced with local government over many years. So that while we, the, the, the burgesses, people on the ground, local government agents are the, the intermediary between getting stuff done from the, I don't want to call the hybrid politicians, but, the, but the, the, the MPs. A lot of the legislative machinery was not in place or was not facilitating the kind of change that was needed in local government. I, know, I hope we could talk about that a bit because I was fortunate to be part of that committee uh, headed by your former colleague in the, in the, in the, parliament, in the cabinet, uh, Mr. Ramberath. Uh, and a lot of what was discussed was the challenges uh, in a regulatory sense, facing the regional corporations and city corporations, because they were lacunas, for example, may not get up with CEO, people not understanding where their remit was, security arrangement, who was responsible for what role, although it's clearly stated. How, how important is that report in you being able to really uh, operationalize the transformation that you, you, you envisioned for local government? So, Paul, you know what I'm about to say. Plant and machinery, people, processes, and the law. To, oper to answer your question, it's extremely important, the report. I had the pleasure of drafting the law as attorney general, but having it on the books and putting it into work is two different processes. So in getting that report forward, a lot of the things that are bugbears or roadblocks are dealt with in the legislation. The CEO versus the mayor, that's dealt with by putting in a cabinet type structure that's dealt with by putting in a permanent secretary type of structure where the CEO has to carry out the instructions of the chairman. So we've dealt with some of those legislative roadblocks. But to get, it, to get the system turned on, you have to be sure that you know what is inside the system. So we spend a whole lot of money on wages and, and, and emoluments. But do we as citizens feel that we're getting our value for money? Do we know where our corporation workers are versus our CPEP workers? What we know is we see grass growing. Who cuts it is a different equation. Are we moving that grass to a compost center? Because there's a lot of facility available in the integration of waste, green waste, glass waste, electronic waste. These are enterprises that make money and better lives. So the road mapping of the legislation is now against the structure. So there is a very aggressive agenda for electronic payments and for electronic transactions. So I brought in change agents into the ministry and the same team that went to work in doing it at the AG's office and legal affairs and judiciary, that's the team where we are digitizing all the processes because to get a project done at San Fernando City Corporation, they have to prepare a package manually. They take a month to do that. The package then takes three weeks to get to the ministry's desk. It then takes two months of processing time and then a month to go back. So half the year is gone, counting the number of boxes of nails. Digitizing those processes, as we're doing right now, means that we get almost a one-day to two-day submission and then turn around on fixed rates. So operationalizing the structures digitizing the processes is, is, are critical. If you take the Ministry of Local Government, Rural Development and Local Government actually is one of the largest ministries in, in Trinidad and Tobago. We have approximately 30,000 employees. 
because it's the ministry, 14 corporations, rural development company, CPEP, and now the secondary road improvement company. You add that together, you're looking at anywhere between $2.5 to $3 billion of expenditure, and you're looking at about 30,000 employees. 80% of the road network, 80%. But where are our municipal police? What are they doing? Municipal police are often called community police, orienting our community police in domestic violence, in land dispute, has a large impact. Why? Of the 500 murders per year, 170 of those murders are between people that know each other. Half of them are for domestic violence, and the other half is in land disputes. If we can target the 150 people, 170 people, as we did in the TTPS with the gender-based violence unit, that number of 70 murders in gender-based dropped down to 34 because there was an early intervention. So when we're talking local government, we're talking about municipal policing. We're talking about the use of cameras. We're talking about turning on the Evidence Amendment Act so that CCTV cameras stand as primary evidence. All of that universe of law is applied in local government. And therefore, we're looking at a better state and condition for people's lives. Do they feel safe? Are they in sanitary conditions? Do we feel as if our tax-paying dollars are being used? And can we see the benefit of it? Do we see people out and about for the $2 billion that we spend in wages? Do we see that? That has to be a very real feeling. Why, why is, is the use of a cleanup campaign, which I guess everyone can participate in and understand very instantly, uh, strategic in terms of uh, getting people involved and, of course, the environmental benefits from it, and also uh, serving as a fact-finding mission. And then why start in Diego Martin? Diego Martin, because it works our way across the peninsula. So we start on one, one end of Trinidad, and we work our way across the east-west corridor, and then the southern areas. We're, we're, of course, targeting a number of regions that are prone to flooding, etc. So Pinal, Davy, Siparia, these are important areas for us. So what we're doing is we're surveying those areas in anticipation now. And there's another exercise which the Ministry of Works and Transport is engaged in at the same time, which is our river clearing and desilting arrangements. Now, we've done a lot of this work, but operationalizing the cleanup campaign is a very good way for us to get the surveying done. So we will have our sears out and about on the road embankments. We're looking at land slippages. We're looking at the use of grass and local techniques to avoid slipping. If you pass through Blanchichers, you go through the north coast, you'll notice a lot of the steep embankments don't fall, and it's largely because of the type of vegetation that grows on it. So the type of grass, the type of arrangement. So in the exercise that we're engaged in, the surveying exercise, it creates employment and opportunity as well because somebody has to plant the grass. That's where the afforestation aspect comes under the ministry that we run because forestry is part of rural development company. So it's about harmonizing the resources and creating job opportunities. So to answer your question, yes, I believe that the campaign serves multiple purposes. 
it is anticipation june 5th is the rainy season so it's in anticipation of the rainy season it's a survey exercise part of the survey is to find what we call orphan roads and orphan parks things that are not vested in the corporation a corporation can't clean a road or maintain a facility that it does not own it doesn't own it unless it is vested by an order in parliament and the last time we had a vesting was under Carlos John. That was over 22 years ago. So the 22 years of, of catch up to, to engage in. A lot of this has been identified by my predecessor, Kazim Hussein, who has been working um, silently and efficiently for a number of years. Now we're with Minister Ramarat's departure out of agriculture. We're re reorganizing our resources, but really and truly, the operationalization of local government reform involves all of this. Now, the issue of environmental cleanup is something that anyone can... It should be, it should be universal, right? It sh we shouldn't have any issue with it in any country. We should all be able to see the benefits of teaching our children the importance of cleaning up and, and going into communities and, and everyone participating in cleaning up the environment. One, aesthetically, two, for long-term sustainability but unfortunately everything in Trinidad and Tobago becomes political at some level and mm -hmm. you are a pretty high profile lightning rod <laughs> for controversy how are you going to deal with that aspect given the the, the makeup of the country and I'm not trying to throw a damper on the initiative I think it's a wonderful and I would be behind any cleanup initiative anytime but we know how our country is sometimes and you start in a constituency where the, the PNM has the, uh, a pretty strong foothold. Uh, are you expecting any challenges in other communities? No. Uh, again, I've been a lightning rod of attention or for attention for going on 13 years now since I entered uh, the Senate in 2010. So I'm not unaccustomed to um, attention. I can't say that I'm, uh, I agree that I'm an, a person that deals with controversy um, lots of things will be thrown the question is what at the end of the day is left at the end of the day the track record speaks for itself right so the point is attention is okay politicism is okay but you know what the beauty about this ministry is we have a, almost an equal split we have an equal split between red and yellow whatever works in a red works in a yellow whatever works in a yellow works in a red it does not matter because the allocation is the same for all. In other words, then, if the cleanup campaign works well, you create recycling industries. You have bottles going one way, plastics another way. You have electronic waste going another way. That has to be applied across the board. The local government reform means that every chairman of a constituency becomes a chief secretary like Tobago. If you ask the average person, who is dominant in terms of the management of Tobago, you're probably going to hear the chief secretary and the THA. That is a municipal corporation in some senses. Taking that beautiful model of the THA and applying it into 14 versions in Trinidad is the mission. And there is no chance of politicizing this equation because it must be applied for the benefit of all. Because there's no way. What is different between Tobago and Trinidad 
Tobago has a fixed source of income guaranteed by the constitutional arrangements where they get $2.4 to $3 billion worth of money. Now, let me put that into context. I'm the representative, happily so, for San Fernando West. That's 25,000 people. San Fernando East has 25,000 people. That is the size, almost 10,000 short, of the electorate in Tobago. Tobago receives $3 billion if you take the 2.4 and you take the other services. So Tobago has a great administrative structure, which we're bringing into local government reform in this legislation now. But it also has access to money. And the money side of the equation, we propose that people understand what their property taxes are doing for them. Same way Tobago can see the verges and roads clear and they can see things cleaned. It's the same way Trinidad needs to feel that way. So I'm quite confident that the politics really eradicates itself in local government because it's an equal split in this country and you can't hide from equality. How do you expect it to, to evolve? You're starting in Diego Martin. Uh, is there a length of time that you're spending in each, each, each uh, corporation? We're, we're doing it as we did in 2017 where we spent two full days in the corporations and major pickup. Then we'll have some tail end sweeping. You said that we should all be comfortable with the idea of a cleanup and a survey campaign. A big part of this campaign for me is survey to know what is out there and what can be done. But the truth is this, taking all of the resources from clusters. So we're taking into Dago Martin, Port of Spain, Sawa, Tunapuna, Arima assets, all into Dago Martin. We're descending at once. That is much more than Dago Martin Regional Corporation would have for itself. When we move from Dago Martin to Port of Spain the next weekend, we then bring all the assets back. So we're doing it across seven weekends. We'll do a primary run first, and then we'll do a secondary run after that. After that happens, we aggressively push the beverage recycling um, position. We've established a depot in Port of Spain that will be open very shortly in combination with the private sector to test run the recycling depots because these things have to work. And we're going to replicate it in South as well, in San Fernando, so that we figure out the logistics of how it works. It's very much like what I had the pleasure of leading in the last ministry that I came from, where we put on all the online systems and we worked it in advance and then did the perfection. Somebody today was saying uh, on an earlier interview, um, thanks for the reforms that you did down at, at Legal Affairs, but I still have to line up. I said, you don't have to line up for much longer because now that the millions of records are digitized, now that you can pay online, the final step of amendments to the Companies Act are being prepared now. So you never need to walk in ever again in your life. It's a process to get there. Same thing with local government. We have to map what we have, identify who works for us, where they are, what assets they have, and then apply some financial um, structure to that. If you're going to be asked to pay taxes, we want to see where our taxes are going to work for us. And part of this also requires us to dream. We have to dream at a better market condition, vibrancy, music, why can't we have restaurants inside of our markets? Open air, structures. The Ministry of Tourism and Culture comes in to have 
the entire redevelopment of Arapita Avenue, which is happening, combined with, for, for instance, down in San Fernando, my cross-crossing development on Skinner Park. This is where we bring life back to cities. You know how beautiful it was to check out Skinner Park and the Savannah over the Easter weekend and to watch people sitting down having a picnic, kite flying, enjoying the beauty of Trinidad and Tobago. We only do that if we know it's safe and if it's sanitary. And part of the safety is where we bring our municipal police in with TTPS. Part of the sanitary is making sure that our corporations are at work. So we feel a sense of pride in the place that we live in. So get ready for lots of public-private partnership calls. Get ready for a lot of energy behind play parks, spaces. Get ready for energy on thinking a different way of markets and city centers. Get ready for facade redevelopment, for, for urban and cultural integration. There's a lot happening in the combination of efforts. What are the different levels of participation you're asking of the public uh, in terms of I know it's a cleanup campaign, so I guess, is it sorting and sifting, getting people started in any habit of sorting their plastics away from their glass bottles and, and their cans and their, and their, and their uh, rubbish? Is it uh, coming out and helping? What are the different layers to participation? So the first participation is bring out what you have and that you need moved and that you would otherwise have to pay for. Your white waste, your, your fridges, your tires, your stoves, um, your general refuse. Bring all of that curbside. As we move ahead in the next couple months, we're going to be inviting for separation of waste. But to separate waste, you have to put value to it. So glass value, recycle, recycling glass value, or plastic value requires deposit management. Five cents a bottle is five cents a bottle. It's why Carib recycles up to almost 75% of its product, nearly 80% of its product, because there's a value attached to it. So whilst we do this exercise and we survey at the same time, identify road repairs, slope stabilization, etc. Moving ahead, we're integrating it with swim call, with sorting, um, with what happens and how we move from the curb, from the pavement, to the recycling centers or to the to the dumps, etc. And a very large project is on the ministry side, understanding what happens at our dump sites, because there's a lot of leaching of chemicals, etc. into our water tables. You know that WASA is in an aggressive exercise to win groundwater, and therefore how we manage where we move our waste and what happens at those places is a large project for the ministry together with the Ministry of Public Utilities. What is the schedule? So you're starting in Diego Martin. Could you give us the, the, the dates you're moving along for the seven week weekends? We're, so we're moving every weekend from this weekend beginning. So Diego Martin, big call out to all of Diego Martin. Saturday and Sunday, we'll be arriving at your places. We're bringing in all of the um, support services, including CPEP, including the scavenging, etc. We're going behind all empty lots. We're going behind grass cutting. We're looking at derelict vehicles. We're looking at dilapidated homes. Once we identify some of those in the survey aspect, we can then have a schedule as to how we're going to treat with those. Some of them involve the ministry going to court to get an order of demolition 
or an order of removal because obviously we can't interfere with private property. So first in Dago Martin, we work our way west, uh, from the west to the east. Um, we're going to come into Port of Spain certainly next, but then we're also going to be looking at the logistics in South. So in the meeting of mayors and chairmen, we had a significant coordination aspect. So we'll roll out. After this weekend, we'll give the full plan as to where we will be next because we had had a little bit of input coming from corporations as we keep our eye on the weather at the same time. Uh, so, did we lose him? No, he's still there. Okay. Just camera Minister, all yeah. right. Minister, let me ask you yes. a question here. So you're going to start with Diego Martin. What happens to Diego Martin when you move out to, let's say, San Fernando? Is it going to be a continuous um, plan that to keep the areas clean? Yes. Um, you know that in Trinidad and Tobago, it, it sounds like a miracle to say this, right? But we forget that we have an individual responsibility to keep our own places clean. I mean, garbage doesn't generate itself. We create it. So there is, yes, there is a sustainable development goal behind that. Yes, we have to get into the schools. But I believe that a significant amount of our refuse, of our waste, of our cleaning, can come by putting value on the waste and therefore encouraging the downstream business side of it. If there's a value to plastic, if there's a deposit return, if we are in our rivers, with certain basket type arrangements organizing that that's where we get there every now and then we're going to have to do this um aggregation and clustering of services to do a little deep dive remember there's a cost to all of this and therefore the cost in keeping ourselves clean has to be managed we pay for all of the manpower if you look at the budget cycle if you look at the 2.4 billion dollars that this ministry gets every year Almost 80% of that is in human resource payments alone. So we're paying for the bodies. Where are the services? That requires us to track the services. Where are our workers? Where are our trucks? Where are our municipal police? How long are we out at work for? All of these are very important, simple, but very impactful discussions that once you map it out in the way that I believe it can be done, we will have some result. Let me give you some hope by way of analogy. Remember when we used to complain about prisoner transportation and how much it costs and moving people around? Yes. Well, we put some cameras in the prisons and we stopped spending $26 million a year. We used to complain, we need night court, we need night court, we need night court. You notice that conversation doesn't exist now? because we started with rules of court and then we put cameras on and you can go to court from your phone. We said too many motor vehicle and road traffic cases. We put in some demerit points and we dropped out 104,000 cases from the 146,000 cases and we ended up with a 65 year low in road traffic deaths. It wasn't that your last AG was a genius to do all of that. Those things were in front of us all the time. You had to process map it. Put that into local government now. And imagine knowing where your municipal police are. Because you have an app. While you're on duty, you know where your police force is. Your police service is. Imagine knowing where your corporation workers are. And where the trucks and assets are. 
Imagine knowing what is serviceable and what is not serviceable. So I've called for an asset register. 45% of the equipment inside of the 14 corporations is not in service. Therefore, arranging to put them back into service has a cost. But we have to map that cost out. If we have 100% of the assets working, remember a truck doesn't work by itself. A driver turns up, but if the truck is not working, you don't have the service. So I'm talking about very low-hanging fruit, but you have to take it in a very process-oriented way. And it's doable. It can be done. How can, what, what time frame can people expect their, their rubbish that you put outside, uh, their refrigerators, uh, their technology, um, their technology, etc., to be removed? Over the weekend, the, as, as they put it out? On, on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. If you put it out on Friday, going to be moved on saturday and sunday if you put it out on monday you'll have to move it yourself so it has to so, be out by friday weekend. friday saturday be, it has to be available for collection on saturday and sunday what is, what is the budget for this um, campaign to trinidad and tobago so because we're clustering the assets and we're using we're borrowing from e-corporations a large part of it is done by way of just reorienting the assets on the weekend. We've estimated somewhere about $4 million on top of that for ancillary services. And of course, there's a volunteer network that stands behind us. The last time we did this exercise, the value for money that we got out of it was somewhere close to $100 million in savings. If we had to pay for it, we would have spent about $100 million to do it. But because we clustered the assets and we put them to work, we didn't have to spend that. It just sounds like a huge undertaking. The, the whole of Diego Martin, if the population is significant, puts out of rubbish. It just sounds like a huge undertaking. Uh, what, what, so, so you, you uh, amalgamate the assets from across several corporations and they move through on Saturday and Sunday only to pick up the, the rubbish. Where is it going to? You're taking it to the landfill or are they predisposed, uh, pre-established sites? So we'll have staging points along the foreshore, etc. So tires, for instance, Swimcall brings its big recycling truck. We stage it on the foreshore and we bring all the tires there. We then take that to recycling. Tree cuttings, we go to the mulchers in Dago Martin and in the private sector. Landfills, we go to the traditional landfills to remove the waste. So we have pre-organized. And yes, it's a huge undertaking, but we've done it before. And we did it before in the same systemization. Part of the surveying exercise will tell us what the appetite is and what the volume is and if we need to readjust. So yes, we're going to begin on this weekend, but part of it is going to tell us, well, okay, how do we need to adjust the formula? What do we need to fix it along the way? If we don't start, then we're in trouble. If we, if we stay in analysis paralysis, we'll be in trouble. Part of this, and Paul, you know I'm famous for this line, just start. You have to start. Yeah, um, Minister, my question to you, I'm glad you brought up tires because the garbage truck would not pick up tires. Is there any sort of plan? Because we have a million plus cars on the road, average, um, and they all need tires. Where would someone, let's say Paul has a tire shop, he has 100 tires to dispose. What's his plan? Well, the tire shops usually recycle and there's value in those equations. So the tire shops are not the people that have the disposal um, urgencies. It's people who take their tires at home 
and then throw it in the river or throw it on the road. A lot of that is what we're going behind, is the individual aspects. And in the last data collection exercise for that, we had literally thousands of tires per corporation come out. And what we're doing is we're taking that to swim call and they're going to shred and recycle those aspects for us. Yeah, because so to be clear, you, you this always is not find ordinary rubbish. This is tires, refrigerators, just just for clarity for people listening and viewing. It's it's all of your waste, your white waste, your brown waste, your organic waste. It's your exercise. So during this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, do what you need to do in your homes. Bring it out curbside. Our job is to pass, pick up, move, get it out for you. So that at least you're sure that when rainy season comes, you don't have tires and containers collecting water and dengue and chickpea haunting our population. And, and people and throwing refrigerators into waterways. Well, let me ask, oh. would, would, if someone needs, let's say an elderly couple live at home and they have a refrigerator to move and it's in the back of the house, would the guys go and help these people move it out to the road? Um, the, here's where we call upon communities to find a way to help each other, for neighbors to lend a hand. Um, because we'll be moving with rapidity on the pickup side, the logistics of getting inside to identify who needs help or not, that's not part of the equation. Obviously, if calls are made in advance, hopefully some of the volunteer aspects could take care of that. But we're going to encourage people to pre-coordinate themselves. The government cannot do all of it. This is a participation of society and governmental resources at the same time. Wonderful. The app, of course, is designed to take a picture, geotag, and send it to your ministry. Is it that uh, the, the resources are going to be moving through street by street, or is it, are they only going to be targeting persons who have indicated through the geotagging or through the telephone call that you have stuff to pick up? So the app that I'm speaking about is a long-term product for local government. It'll be, it'll be rolled right across Trinidad and Tobago. We're going to be testing that app during the month of May. For the purposes of the cleanup campaign, our social media and our advertisements, etc., will tell you if you have um, waste to remove and you want to send a pin, we're giving you some WhatsApp numbers where you make the call, you send the location marker, and we'll attend there for sure. Otherwise, we're going to be on the regular routes. Because remember, our services and communities are treated with now. There's some areas that are hard to access. We're going to have to have a gymney to go up in Paramin. There's some narrow roads. Large trucks can't pass in certain areas. So it helps us if people participate in the WhatsApp conversation with us at the numbers which we're advertising. You'll hear it advertised in large frequency during the course of this week. And we take the first run in that, in that gear. Uh, in closing, anything else have we missed out that we should have focused on? Or is it just to get um, people to, to, to clear up the stuff and put it out? Clear up, participate, Diego Martin. Uh, our turn is Saturday and Sunday. Um, we are very interested in people sending us things that, for instance, can't move on that weekend. Derelict vehicles, land slippage, areas that require wood. That's part of the survey side a private property that is abandoned, that is a hazard in the community. We need to have that information so we can apply the resources. In some cases, that involves going to court.
to get an order for entry to allow the public health or the corporation to go to work. If I can say this in, in conclusion, we have a lot of opportunity ahead of us in this country. It's a matter of having the, 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 the bold-facedness, the dream to bring in good ideas. The ministry is going to be calling for a lot of idea generation for how we can do business differently. We'd like to bring life back to our municipalities. That is your city centers, your town centers, your rural areas. We want to get you to Brasso Seco. We want you to buy chocolate there, but we want to make sure that the road is drivable while you're going. And of course, there's a dollar item to all of this. This is why as a country, we have to decide where do we want to spend? There's a big call for boycott this morning, um, which fortunately a lot of citizens ignored on the price of fuel. But I'm going to say as a country, let's spend $1.5 billion on the increased fuel costs, or do we take that $1.5 and fix roads, fix drains, fix rivers? Because you have to remember, it's a matter of choice. So I'm asking the good people of our beautiful country to think carefully about choice and don't let people with foolish agendas derail us from common sense. Running a country is a matter of balance and really and truly in a tough economic environment that the world is in with a war raging in the Ukraine, with gas prices being where they are, with supply chains being as they are, we have to decide how do we want to live and where do we say our resources need to go. So let's think and let's dream. Quick, quickly, are you, are you taking volunteers, people who want to volunteer their services? Abs absolutely, yes. All volunteers are welcomed, and that is literally on-site. Your volunteerism is in whatever area you can. Let's say you wanted to go and cut a tree that needed to come down, or you wanted to, as a group, go and clean up a particular area. What you do know is that whatever you have collected will be collected. Whatever you have produced will be collected. So volunteers are very welcome. We intend to have a rolling approach to this. It's after the survey exercise is complete, there's going to be a further set of exercises that we have to engage in as we continuously put all of this into the local government reform process. And of course, more information on the yeah. ministry's website. Definitely. What, what, is, what is the website, Minister? Um, we'll push out the information um, in some advertisements that we have pre-organized for you. So let me make sure that our team puts that out properly um, and we'll get that information into wide circulation. All right. Um, before you leave us, um, Minister Alwari, um, it's been a pet peeve of mine for many years, and I've asked many ministers, of the state of Lady, um, Lady Young Lookout. I was yeah. actually there yesterday, and it is just getting from worst to another level. Uh, so I am pleading, I'm asking, is there anything, I mean, you, you have shacks now, um, the concrete is, uh, that concrete barrier needs to go. So you the, just say the whole thing disgusting. Though. It's disgusting. It's absolutely See, disgusting. I, I'll, I'll talk to Randall Mitchell and to Ministry of Works and Transport, Rohan Sinanan, to figure out how that goes. Um, a good example of how it can be done is the Paramin Lookout, um, the Toko areas, etc., 
So I hear you loud and clear. I'll it's, talk it's to for years. ministers. Yeah, you have to you have to remember this. <clears throat> the last two years have been brutal. And how we spent money and where we did it is a huge issue, right? So I hear you loud and clear. I share the same um, feeling. But, but the, right the, the court is a thoroughfare. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I command Parham and I command, command Toko, but thousands of cars and tourists pass there yeah. every day. Yeah. Going to but Hilton what, what Hyatt, the bricks is right there so you know more people are passing there. You know, and one more peeve is I, that is the condition of that breakfast shed. You pass on yeah. Rison Road and that yellow tarpaulin is now covered in black muck and it's disgusting. And they serve food. Yeah. You know, tourism okay. sector is going to build up. We're going to get cruise ships coming in again yeah. shortly. We need yeah. to have the police cruise way ships. looking good. I like the initiative to cruise. get it started. Cruise ships come in November. The waterfront courts will be open before that. All of those items have to be in gear. But guys, I hope you're doing your part in telling people that these are the things that we choose, right? So are we going to support a massive protest by the opposition to strike and shut down the country on fuel prices? Because we could subsidize it. Huh? We could pay the $1.47 billion. But then how are we cleaning the breakfast shed and fixing the lookout? There's a matter of choice because there is a limited supply of money. We have to have realistic approaches to decide where we're going to go. Mm -hmm. When we hear local government reform and are not paying property tax and ask the tax, and when you figure out that property tax might be $60 a month in some cases, but that $60 goes to cleaning your drains and cutting your grass and making sure your workers are paid. We can't take the garbage talk that we get from bullface opposition. We have to sit down as sensible people and decide what do we want and how are we paying for it? Because the wish list has a cost. Yeah. I'm going to stay focused this morning and leave all those issues alone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, even driving on the highways and byways this weekend, I, I took in consideration the, the, from the Beetham landfill heading west, straight up towards uh, the NP Bagwin Singh's flyover, heading east, straight out of Port of Spain, straight out to the Baratair roundabout, and it needs a cleaning badly. It's just, yep, yep, it's just garbage everywhere. You yep, know, and, and we do our it. part. We do our, all of us on our morning show, we do our part in, in recycling and making sure the bins, we do our part. I mean, every week I come in and I throw into the, the ICANN bins, which clearly they are not enough of, because every time I go, the bins are, are filled to capacity. Port of Spain is garbage everywhere with the homelessness. And if you put your garbage out and the garbage truck has already gone, that garbage is now moved and ripped apart lower down the street. Yep, and, and, and treating with our vagrancy and other issues is a large issue. It's part of what um, we're dealing with. But until we get past a three-fifths majority law that allows us to physically treat with people in a way that their human rights are, are carefully managed, we're in trouble, guys. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking, I, we could sit down and list problems whole day long. How about if we put the solution next to it? We identify what the cost is or what the law to get the cost is. And then I challenge you for advocacy. Because it's all well and good to, to, to give me a long checklist that I agree with 100%. What is the solution? I can recommend solutions. How are we paying for it? And how are we getting the law behind it is sometimes the issue. Yes. 
All right. Did Thank we you for being with us this morning. Yeah. Did we forget anything? Did we Thanks. touch on everything? We have a lot more to talk about down the road. I thank you for this opportunity to be with you. Paul, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. And um, have a great day, Trinidad and Tobago. Thank you so much. And what we'll do, we, for we, inviting me. we'll just touch base with you next week just to get a, a post-mortem on how Digger Martin went and to see how you on your next destination. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Minister Alwari, thank you so much for being on the Paul Breakfast Show with on Power 102 Digital. Thank you so much. Bye. Recording stopped. Have a great day. All right. All right. Um, 53 minutes after the hour of uh, 8 o'clock. Let's get into a traffic update. Let's see what's happening on the highways and the byways. It is absolutely horrendous with traffic this morning. Every route was backed up. Has it cleared up? No. No. Let me start on the east for those heading westbound. Wow, at least Valencia stretch is not too bad. It is not. Um, Tumpuna Road, it is heavy. Get into Water Church on Roosevelt Highway. Taking a look at the Eastern Main Road, going to Dabadi, going Eastern Main Road through, um, boy, talk about Kokorit Road, heading towards um, Carib Gardens. That's a bit busy this morning. Arima Old Road, heading westbound on Eastern Main Road. It is terrible. Takarigua, straight on. Same thing from Trinity City Mall. It is heavy. Southern Main Road, Kirap, heavy. In fact, traffic from Takarigua on the Eastern Main Road is going to carry you straight up to Mova Junction. Traffic going up Lady Young Road. Lower Santa Cruz, Priority Bus Road, also heavy. Aranguez and Elskoro, chock a block top to bottom. Um, and let's take a look at what's happening out of the west. Maraval, it has eased up considerably. Digo Mountain, no problems out of the west. Get ready for your campaign. Most of the streets within the capital busy already. All right, let's head south and try to move up north and tell you what's happening there. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I should just not do that. Usual routes in San Fernando, absolutely heavy. Passing through Pleasantville and Cookie and through San Fernando and Cypress Gardens, it is heavy. Um, the solo itself has eased up a bit. All right, Rivulet Road, leaving Coover towards Chase Village, heavy. Shagornas Main Road, in fact, from Shagornas taking the southern main road to Karani, it is heavy, especially passing through Chin Chin and, and so on. All right, so that's quick traffic update. Hope it helps you out in one way or the other. It's heavy, of course, it's cool open today. It will take us a couple of days to get settled down in traffic, you know, find your groove, find your timing. And she'll ease off. All right, take a quick break. Be right back. My uncle is so sweet. He gives me nice toys and yummy stuff to eat. My cousin is my best friend. We always talk online, especially online. But then he said, don't tell mommy about our special time. She showed me her body and asked to see mine. My tummy hurts. I can't sleep. What, what did, did I, I do? do? Stop hurting me. Please. Sexual relationships with children are not okay. Speak out. Report child abuse to police at 999 or Children's Authority at 996. A message from the Children's Authority in support of the Spotlight Initiative. Do you need to get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. 
Champlain Auto Services. From vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlain Auto Services, great mechanics and technicians, exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlain Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlain Auto Services, Eastern Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545 and like us on Facebook. Champlain Auto Services, we do it all. I duck in it. Ah, not I feeling go to work today. I duck in it. Mm-hmm. I duck in it. Mm-hmm. I Who does go to work on a Thursday or even a Friday when it have parties? I still put on my work clothes, but I just stay. Do wine and the shorty. She tell me she up there. I sick, have diarrhea, I need to shoot I need to go to the pharmacy But I end up in fire the walk I will jump up and winding down no. Pumping just like a hooligan When I turn around and see my boss in the place If you see me again I don't want my boss to see so I take it Don't want him to fire me so I take it Post me in the pharmacy so I take every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.